0: Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. Long division sure comes in handy. All the little girls
1: dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera.
2: If I ran the web, you could email dead people.
0: Wax poetic.
1: Just say no family value. In the terrarium
0: is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab.
1: And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice.
0: This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So
2: what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to Wax Poetic. I'm one of your co-hosts today, Pam Bentley, and uh, our other co-host is uh, working on his mic right now. Let's try it again, R.C.
0: Uh, Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we Mm, go. Something goofy with that.
2: Yeah, I was.
0: Uh, Yeah, R.C. Wetzlowski here, and uh, we're happy to have as our guest this afternoon, all the way from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And uh, staying over a bit longer than the Versus Festival of Words, we have Danielle Altrogi.
1: Hello, Radio Land. Mm, nice. Ooh, I do what I can. <laughs> All right, you want me to jump right into a poem? Yeah, let's do it. All right, this one's called Rosary. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we are a misguided hallelujah. Stealing kisses in sanctuaries, an Apostles' Creed, declaration of faith, I believed in God almost as much as I believe in you. Holding hands tight and terrified, our Father. Reciting rosaries over our parents' landlines, Hail Mary. We are love like church is family. We think love feels like Catholic guilt. We are Catholic guilt after slamming each other into walls. Lip bite aggressive. Glory be the way you baptize me over and over in lakes and rivers and thunderstorms. Taking sips from forbidden chalices, tastes of flesh, bitter like holy. We are prairie hymn a churchful sing-along where you know all the words but can't seem to let the sound escape your throat as those reluctant hallelujahs. And I'm always remembering. I can still recite the words without thinking. I still keep trying to love you without thinking. Mm. But I could use a holiday from your stop-start-return. I could use a holy day from this hearthold habit, the way we spit out the truth like promises— We keep punishing each other, waiting for penance, our Father, Hail Mary, Glory be. Confessing, knees red and aching, I'm stuck in this loop boasting forgiveness. I'm not sure if I want to, but I've been screaming this guilty hallelujah, waiting for you to walk through that sacramental door and light the candle. I can't stop praying. And I really would like to stop praying. Our Father, whom art in heaven, how binding be thy name. Hail Mary, full of memory, burdened art thou among women. Glory be to the day I can stop reciting this rosary. Amen.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Starting out with some Catholic guilt. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: You know that prairie stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we stick with it, maybe <laughs> or not.
0: Oh, I can relate.
2: <laughs> I'm from the prairie. I don't yeah. have any Catholic guilt. Touche. Yeah. Are I you got now? The, you're from Alberta. Well, that's the prairie. It's <laughs> a very and exciting prairie to be, but I got today. the Protestant, the different kind of Protestant guilt, right? Mm. That over conscientiousness.
1: I and mean, that could be a pro. Yeah. But
2: yeah. That, oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought you know. While we were (laughs) saying uh, whether we could relate to that or not, I would say it's different. It's different for me. It's different for me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so welcome, Danielle. And uh, yeah, you're just uh, hanging around a few days after uh, the Versus uh, Festival of Words. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Whoa, that boy. was
1: a very exciting chair moment <laughs> chair
0: for those who broke. can't
2: see what's happening. <laughs> you probably hear that pop. It was. Um, you could. <laughs> well played staying around, though, I'm not having to rush off right after the festival. Thanks. What I, are you doing? Um, what are you doing with your days?
1: I have dear friends that are here that moved here from the prairies so when i knew i was coming out here for the festival it just made sense to tack on some extra days for some lovely friendship love um so i've been walking around hanging out with the ocean i really love the ocean i've spent a lot of time on the atlantic end of the ocean Uh so i needed to get my pacific fix so i've been doing that lately
2: i find that being growing up most of my childhood in the prairies sometimes I start to feel very closed in living in Vancouver with all the buildings and the condos that are so high and the mountains right there and the coast is right so I have to go to somewhere on the coast and then I look out at the sea and I get that feeling of like see
1: the sky again (sighs) right yeah there's something about a prairie sky yeah And like, no, I mean, they don't really let you build buildings taller than like five stories Mm -hmm. in Saskatoon. Mm -hmm. They had some kind of bylaw for a really long time. So only new buildings are really tall. So we're extra weird. (laughs) Like we're just, we're real spoiled with our sky. So Nice.
0: Um, So that first poem that you just read, Mm -hmm. uh, it deals directly with, uh, you know, Catholicism and then your relation to relationship to it a bit. Um, Does your other work... um, other deal directly, or if it doesn't, have you noticed whether or not that uh, has still being infused into your poetry?
1: Um, I have a couple of pieces about it. I was raised really Catholic. Um, it's not a part of how I identify. I, it's not a part of how I identify now, but um, it definitely creeps its way in. I love thinking about spirituality in the bigger parts of this world. So sometimes the imagery really seems to fit. Sometimes people tease me that I am Saskatoon's token dirty poet because I do love a filthy word or two. (laughs) Um, So I don't get invited to workshop in a lot of schools (laughs) because I can go, you know, I I like I like dirty poems. I think they're very political Uh in that way. So that's a big part of where I choose to write.
0: In what way do you find them political?
1: I think it's still shocking to have a woman stand on stage and be blunt Mm -hmm. about what she thinks or wants or expressing that um, really vocally vocally and verbally and aggressively sometimes, or softly. I mean, I think sex is still more taboo than we'd like it to be, or I'd like it to be, right?
0: Um, uh, That's interesting because, and maybe you can talk about this too, uh, it came up in conversation uh, with a few other uh, female identified poets over the festival that they some of them found that that was the only way that they would be listened to, though, is if they would do their sexy poems and that if they had other material, they were finding that they weren't being listened to uh, as much or that were kind of like, OK, whatever. We don't really care about your political stuff. We we want to see you do that sexy poem again. Have you what's your experience in that realm?
1: Um, There are definitely poems I choose to do in a competitive circle of things that are very different than um, what I choose to do just on a whim, on a community stage. The one great thing about Saskatoon's Tonight's Poetry Community is we only have a slam once a month. Um, We are a weekly poetry series, but the other three weeks are community stages. Um, And that's where I feel most comfortable. I started on the page Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually... Things ended up on the stage and and I'm happy with that, but um i I think it's a half and half in Saskatoon. sometimes it's sexuality is still not as received as perhaps it has been here. I mean, when I've performed dirty poems here, they land pretty well, but it's still a bit hit or miss in Saskatoon about whether that'll get you i guess attention in a slam realm of things um but I do think, in some ways, I mean, I'm definitely judged visually before I open my mouth. And that's something I actually touched on, and I'll probably do later called little girl poetry mm. once had someone told me i wrote little girl oh, poetry yeah, I really so did. i wrote a response to it well you know
2: you can so. go ahead and do that now because <laughs> if if I, I think it's probably relevant to this conversation but it's definitely true i i would say that you are judged visually first mm-hmm. um there was a while ago i i a few years ago i got so tired of even the positive stuff i love you dress you got great hair and i'm like wow like just you know like tell me that personally yeah. Later, yeah, not when I'm going. I'm up just on stage. about to do a poem, and I want to be noticed for that, not my yeah. dress sense, and uh, yeah, and that's stopped a little bit, I think, because some people did address it in poems. There was yeah. a piece that a group piece that was done by three or four women in the on the team a few years ago called "Pretty," mm. which is about like stop saying I'm pretty, and yeah, and as an older woman, I noticed that it's changed, right? Interesting, yeah, and uh, so. You can't tell younger women that, but, um, I wish you could, because then it wouldn't be so much of a shock when you're like, it wasn't as much of a shock for me. What? Um, we were talking about this with, uh, I was talking about this with, uh, the, the older guys that were in for word circus, Ian Farrier and, um, Robert Priest, Robert Priest and David McKimsey and I had a little bit of conversation about this. It was mostly, um, David and Ian and I talking about how when you get older as a woman, um, that stuff stops in a way. And so there's a there's a an advantage to it that you can pretty much do whatever you want. And Dave McKimsey quoted uh, Alice Monroe saying that that was what was freeing for her, that she got her success later. And mm. uh, n- nobody cared what she had to say, right? So she could really say anything she, she wanted, wanted yeah. to yeah. say. So it uh, yeah, it's really interesting, like that it's part of it, but then does it does it also? inhibit us and can we play with it? Can we use it? Yeah. Is it dangerous to start using it because then we get slotted? You know, it's like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've chosen to use like I present pretty femme on the spectrum, especially when I'm on stage, and that's how I'm most comfortable. But I was told when I was just starting out in the community, I was told that I should dress more androgynously if I wanted to score well. Um, and I don't remember who specifically told me that, but it hit me that that's exactly the opposite of what I'm going to do then, because yeah. I really don't like that. And that I kind of it bothered me that there was this idea that by expressing femininity, you would inherently score lower. So part of my decision about how I present on stage is a very conscious choice. Yeah. I won't slam without my slam stick. So I always wear my, my lipstick or yeah. my, God, I don't really like wearing pants on stage because, you know, it's breezy. So that's nice and refreshing. I, was, I like. Breezy. I'm a big fan of dresses. They're more yeah. comfortable for me. But totally. Yeah. Yeah. So that's well, you know happens.
0: Well, let's take a listen to that poem, and uh, I can't. I remember you doing it, but I can't remember all the exact words in there. So if there's yes. any uh, swearing, uh, any f bombs, let's just make them. You know, Fs. not f bombs. Not f bombs. I
2: can and do we'll just, that, and we'll just tell audience that's listening that the the content of this poem may be a little bit more adult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, we have, uh, you're listening to Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. And our guest this afternoon is Danielle Altrogi from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan.
1: All right. This is Little Girl Poetry. This is for a poet, a lover, and a friend. Sugar and spice and everything nice, that is what little girls are made of. Flowers and lace and all kinds of grace, that is what little girls are made of feelings and poems no throwing of stones that is what little girls are made of little girls the hope-filled optimistic i can do anything girls the i want to speak fearless abandon and trust everyone again girls i don't want the world to be all dark forest i don't want us big girls to have to keep warning little girls in poems and dreams and premonitions I don't want to worry or be wary of the men around every corridor, at every poetry show, and I don't want to assume sexism before you even open your mouth, but when you tell me that I write little girl poetry, I know you're not paying me a compliment, because sugar and spice and everything nice won't have you take my words more seriously, because Flowers and lace and all kinds of grace just makes you judge me before I open my mouth because feelings and poems, no throwing of stones is exactly what you all expect from me. But this little girl is angry because you seem to enjoy every word-syllable sound of my little girl poetry as you rush down from that upper balcony to express your impress. You seem to like it. My little girl poetry really seems to get you off, get you going, and my little girl poetry seems to have beat your little boy poetry a time or two, so how about you stop gendering my poetry? How about you stop infantilizing my poetry? How about you stop using little girl as an insult? Because I am basically a six-year-old in 26-year-old bones filled with optimism and adorable cheer. And I refuse to let my youthful gentleness be used as an insult against my creative spirit. Is this aggressive enough for you? (laughs) Have I grown up yet? Am I still writing little girl poetry? The end.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now I remember that because I wrote down when I was there, because I was hosting that boat, adorable cheer. I I love that. I love that.
1: I love it was that. my first token angry slam poem that hadn't really happened before, so it made me feel kind of uncomfortable at first, but mm. then it was really cathartic to, like, call it out on the stage, so.
2: When I first reading, started reading poetry on stages in Ottawa, uh, I went to poetry, there wasn't a poetry slam scene there, somebody told me that their poet, my poetry reminded them of Erica Jong, and he said it in such a way that it wasn't really mm. a compliment. Um, and yeah, and over the years I've stopped doing quite as much sexy stuff as. But even though you know, you and I both have the voices for it, right? Like yeah. People like us to do that kind of stuff in that kind yeah. of voice, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's sort of expected of us. So yeah, yeah. I, I, it wasn't little girl poetry, but Erica Jong was kind of like a. So then I went and read a bo- whole bunch of Erica Jong poetry, and I didn't take it as a compliment, but <laughs> I saw what they were saying.
1: Yeah it's interesting how you get slotted into Mm -hmm. places in the community um i am still relatively new to the scene so there's like nationally there are less people that are familiar with my poetic perspective or or what i sound like so i'm still a little bit of a surprise i think when i get up to the mic people Mm -hmm. aren't sure what they'll get from me which i think at this point is still an advantage Mm -hmm. um I don't know. Well, well and what you do term, might change, but. too. Exactly. So. Um,
0: even though you're not involved with uh, work where you said you don't do as many workshops and stuff in Saskatoon, you, are you involved with the youth t- slam? Are you? Not? Um, I'm
1: actually the chair of the board of tonight. It's poetry. Okay. So um, I do work as well with our Write Out Loud youth slam. Um, I was one of their chaperones and coaches last year for youth can slam in Ottawa. And um, so I work pretty heavily with the community. We have some pretty lovely folks in Saskatoon that really want to make the community as strong and vibrant as possible, so it's Mm -hmm. a pleasure spending time with some of those lovely folks.
0: Are they? Are you sending another team to Youth Can Slam this year? We are, yes.
1: We just had our youth finals about a month ago, and it was great and exciting, and actually our youth are running their own community now. That's Um, cool. Yeah, so some of the people that because we started about three years ago is when Write Out Loud first started having a performance series. And so a lot of the people that are still involved were those originals from, like, the very first Write Out Loud slam we ever had on the U of S campus. And now they put on a show monthly. They pick the features themselves. They host it. They run the door. Um, We provide as much support as we can uh, financially and, you know, with experience and stuff like that. As Tonight is poetry, but they... Um, I'm so excited that they are the next leaders of mm-hmm. the community in Saskatoon. I think they do an amazing job, and I'm really proud of all of them. So, yeah, they, like, have a big collective, and they go for coffee, and mm. they make all their decisions. And yeah.
0: and does it run fairly efficiently?
1: I think so. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they text me and are like, Danielle, we don't have the scorecards. We needed the score, And then we get them the scorecards. But, you know, <laughs> other than, like, some of those last-minute details, which, I mean, I'm guilty of forgetting that, sure. too, before I slam. So. But they, yeah, they do a really good job. I'm impressed by them. So
2: I've heard a lot of good things about the Saskatoon poetry scene. I haven't been to Saskatoon oh, as to a poet us. or anything. But yeah, I think maybe I will have to come visit you. Um, and you had mentioned, I heard you mention earlier in the festival, something about that that um, the women in Saskatoon have kind of gotten together and been doing workshops and, and coaching each other on their poems and that you have noticed that there are more of them sticking around. Can you tell us more yeah. about that?
1: Um, so last year, we had a pretty big discrepancy between how many women were getting on the stage and how many were sticking around. There were a lot still in the community, but they weren't coming to poetry. And if they were, they weren't getting on stage. Um, so myself and Shanda Stephenson, who's been around in our community for a couple of years, got together and tried to brainstorm some ideas of how we could change that. So, um, we kind of sent out a call to all the people that could possibly still qualify for our season before the season was done. And we really implored that they get on the stage and take back the mic, uh, which was also a theme this week with one of the showcases at first and, um, they did, so we ended up with our semi-finals of having half women and half men, which for Saskatoon was a great shift in representation. So when semis started, we decided that we were done slamming against each other. There can sometimes be this sentiment that there's room for one token female on mm-hmm. a team, and that can sometimes cause some tension if you're used to being the only woman around, and that can cause some weird competition that it doesn't help build up other women in the community so yeah we kind of made this mantra of let's slam with each other not against each other so we got together and we talked strategy with each other and we rehearsed our poems together and we workshopped and uh we ended up with three women on our team and two men and this season we've had probably three quarter of the people on our stage have been women it's been an amazing shift in dynamic ge- women and non-gender binary folks. Like it's, it's been amazing how many people are coming back to the mic and new faces. We're getting a lot of new faces. That's so great. That's really hopefully great. we can keep the momentum up and have them all stick around long term. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone has ideas for me, find me on the interwebs and tell me your thoughts. Yeah. Well, that was what you first asked. Yeah. How
2: can we do this? And I, th- I said, well, how did you guys do it? And I thought, well, you, yeah, you kind of got it figured out. I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah.
1: Well, hopefully, we'll you know keep the train chugging mm-hmm. is the plan.
0: Um, so let's have another poem from yeah. you, and then maybe we can talk about CFSW because that's sure. happening in Saskatoon yeah. this year. Yeah, we'll be
1: hosting that in the fall. Um, I was this fall. I worked for a trucking company. Which they're like a lot of really good poems live in the trucking industry, um, and I didn't know that. But I met some really incredible people, and it. This is a poem I don't slam very often, but um, it's really important to me because it's. Yeah, I love I love the people in trucking. I don't like all the people in trucking. I like some of I like the people in this poem yeah. that are in trucking. So this one's called the Docks. <laughs> When I got there, it was all dark and crisp mornings, so much dust and resentment filling the gaps of the empty docking bays. I had no idea what to do, a quiet, fearful shuffle toward the dispatch desk waiting for the gruff-looking man to notice me. His name was Barry, manager (laughs) of the night shift. It was 4 a.m., and I could tell by the deadness around his gray-green eyes that I was a major inconvenience. You're going to shadow Jerry this morning, and he isn't going to like it, but he's the best I've got, and you'll learn the most from him. So Barry left me with Jerry. The only thing Jerry able to comment on was the absence of my steel-toed boots. I had to make sure not to get my feet squished because toes don't grow back. Self-conscious, I wished for tough soles to keep me anchored, holding me down or back or whatever. I went to work on the docks or I want, to le- I, want, ooh, I want to work on the docks, learn how to drive a forklift because it looks so fun up there spinning dust cloud pirouettes in the early morning light. I watched the sunset from the end of Miller and Faithful that morning. Jerry standing beside me because our forklift needed more propane and we can't just run on f- fumes. Danny was out to go get more. While we waited, he offered me an apple, told me I wasn't so bad, and then we started working on the tires. According to Jerry, there are always at least two full trailers of tires docking off through this terminal every night, and every night he ends up unloading them. Jerry hates tires. (laughs) They never stay on the forklift right. They bounce and fall without warning. I think they look pretty heavy for his 76-year-old hands. I help. We dock tires together for over an hour, even though I'm supposed to just be shadowing, even though they think I'm fragile, even though I'm only a girl. We dock tires for so long that I miss my ride on the delivery truck. I just keep moving tires, getting tired. By the time 10 a.m. rolls around, I am exhausted and Jerry is taking off work early to take his missus to the doctors. It's cancer, but she's tough. She just doesn't like to go alone. He turns back in a kind of quiet way, tells me I caught on quick that I'll do well, that I shouldn't work here long because people get stuck in jobs like these and he doesn't want to see me getting stuck anytime soon. He grabs my hand. Like my grandpa does, it isn't quite a handshake, it's more like a hug without holding. (laughs) And he looks at my eyes and I tell him I hope I see him soon. We both know that I won't. I'm going to head back to head office to work in stuffy clothes with other stuffy people. He sends me over to Dean so I can finish my shift. Dean is fine but it isn't the same. He just wants to get through all these grocery skids so he can have another smoke. He asks if I smoke. I wish for the third time in my life that I did. You probably get more breaks if you smoke. They all know I don't belong here on the docks but a part of me wishes I did. I want to prove them wrong. Prove that I can lift things and drive stick and blend in. Because I like their brazen spirit more than the formal corporate one. I like the whizzing dust and snapping palettes. I like how I don't have to talk to or smile at anyone if I don't feel like it. <laughs> I like the Jerry's and Berries and Danny's and Dean's. But mostly I like the sunrise and apples and the smell of nicotine wafting through the break room door. Wow, that is so wonderful.
2: <laughs> they really were really good. lovely
1: people there. I kind of fell in love with, like, loading docks and dust in this. Because if you saw me, you'd be like, really? Mm. <laughs> you and a dock for a trucking Oh, I can totally company? see it. But I had so much fun. Oh, yeah. It was great.
0: Were you there just the day?
1: Um, it was part of a training program. So I was working at uh, the head office with the stuffy office people. Mm. I really am not very good at stuffy office, um, so I didn't last there very long. But I collected my poems before yeah. I ran out the door. Did you
0: get so. to go back to the docks, or was it just that? Um,
1: I was day? there for three days mm. on the docks, so this was day one, my very frightening day one, yeah. where I had no idea where I was, and like, showed up in Sanooks, and they're like, you're going to die here.
0: Like, What's a Sanook?
1: Very tiny, thin shoes that are just basically fabric, mm. so they were all very worried about my ability to be yeah, a safe human. Yeah, your feet. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you say bunny hugs?
1: I do. My mother calls it a kangaroo jacket, though, because she's from Winnipeg. So we could like mock her. We used to call them. I'm not mocking. (laughs) We used to call them (laughs) kangaroo jackets
2: in Calgary when I was young, but now everybody just calls them hoodies.
1: Yeah. No. I. It's definitely bunny hug in in my circles. (laughs) We're a very cute little place in the middle (laughs) of the grass. Can I ask you?
2: You said you started off by saying you it's a poem that you would not slam.
0: Yeah, why?
2: Why would you not? Because to me, like the you know, we all say this the slam is just a shtick. Like, yeah. you go to a slam. Well, I read on the stage at Slam because I'm going to read to more people than I'm going to read to at an open mic uh, elsewhere.
1: Yeah, well, I, I I think to clarify, I do still slam that, but if it's a slam where I care at all about placing. Then I'm a little bit more choosy about what fits in the stereotype of slam. Hmm. What'll grab more attention? So I have slammed this before. Um, it's a little too long, also for those good old rules that bind us down. Would fit in
2: four minutes?
1: I probably would actually. Yeah, I haven't done it for a four minute four minute piece, but I don't know. It has this gentleness that I think a lot of really great par- like is. Bits with a lot of stereotypical prairie poetry, like that kind of slower,
0: I think it's really vibe. good. So, I mean, oh, yeah.
1: like, thank you. Yeah, um, I, I think that I like what it. we
2: slam only changes when we slam different things.
1: That's true. Because if we keep true. doing
2: all the same things on the stage, then that's what wins. Uh, I was, um, at the very first bout that I was at on Thursday night by uh, three quarters of the way through it, I was like, please stop effing screaming at me i'm so
1: tired of being yelled at on stage that's one thing is we don't get that in saskatoon to the same degree we have like a very low threshold for being yelled at like yeah i totally understand maybe it's the prairie
2: girl i don't know but i'm just like stop there is a lot of variety
1: in what happens in saskatoon um which is great there's also some really weird stuff uh, which I love. And things are getting more physical in their performance with some folks, which is also really exciting to see. I love seeing push, people push the envelope. Mm-hmm. I've actually talked as an organization during our regular season to just like have break more rules regularly, like let people wear props or use props. Yeah. Because why not? Mm-hmm. If it'll make them better performers, then. Yeah, so, why not? Because we're allowed to do team pieces during our regular season, oh, cool. too. But That's cool. No one That's ever actually
0: does it. Uh, but,
1: but they can technically still slam with them. So break rules, friends. Get disqualified. <laughs> That's more exciting than anything else. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we need to quickly uh, do some announcements. What do you have? What do you know of, Pam?
1: Oh, geez.
2: I didn't even look up stuff. Um, I've been in organizer mode. And um I know that um, Elise Partridge, um, who just passed away a few months ago, there is um, a reading for her, um, and I believe it is either May 17th or May 18th. Um, So we will have time next week to have all those details for you and accurate details. And I think there's a Twisted Poets tomorrow night. And I know that there is a SFU writer's yeah. reading coming up, but I don't know any of the dates off the top of my head. Um,
0: Uh, Okay, I'm just popping on to uh, some events here happening on uh, Facebook there. Oh, yeah, there's a Dewey Decibel Youth Poetry Slam. Tonight. This evening, uh, (laughs) starting at 5.30.
2: That's funny. I don't feel so bad about not remembering the dates because you organized that. Yeah. (laughs) So there's
0: a workshop from 5.30 till 6.30 uh, by Kelsey Savage and uh, that is for poets 13 to 20 years of age or people who want to be poets. You don't even have to be considering yourself a poet.
2: Kelsey Savage is a phenomenal poet. She did one of the sacrifices on Thursday night, and I was blown away. I've seen her on stage before, but now I know her better because she helped uh, me volunteer coordinate and, and then just gets up there and just does that. Mm-hmm. So fantastic.
0: Uh, Christiane's Lyceum is having an open mic, their regular open mic this coming Friday. Uh, Kelsey is one of the people organizing that. It's uh, at 8 o'clock and uh, their address It's basically at the corner of 8th Avenue and uh, Alma. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can go check it out. The exact address is 3696 West 8th Avenue. Uh, and, that is, and then coming up on Monday, there's a poetry slam at Café de Soleil. And Greg B. out of Seattle is the featured performer for that. And, uh, and yeah, is
2: there a Twisted Poets tomorrow night?
0: On the 13th. Okay. There is one featuring Patrick Friesen and uh, Kayla Zaga. Yeah. That's at the Cottage Bistro on Main Street.
2: Kayla Zaga's poetry is really great. So, she writes uh, a lot about her dad, but um, not the sort of regular... You're telling me to wrap it up, but yes. no apologies necessary is, uh, is coming, coming up, up next as a rebroadcast, but they're not, they're not standing outside our doors, so this is why I wasn't too worried about it, but um, yeah, so is there anything else we want to mention then, or should we just wrap it
0: up? Well, I'll just wrap it up. We've got to okay. wrap it up. Uh, thank you to Danielle, though, for being our yeah, guest. Yeah, thanks, Danielle. Thank Al- you for having me. Al uh, Just to, Can you spell your name for people if they do want to find you on? the A-L-T-R-O-G-G-E,
1: A-L-T-R-O-G-G-E is my last name. First name's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. Going thank you backwards. so
0: much <laughs> thank you and uh, safe travels back to Saskatoon hopefully you get to check out the city a bit more before you go yeah Yeah. you're I'm, good all I'm right. Pam Bentley <laughs> I'm R.C. Weslowski this has been Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio CFRO a rebroadcast of No Apologies Necessary is coming up next